and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. On today's episode, we are once again sitting down with our guest, Sarah Rue, the Emergency Manager for James City County. Welcome, Sarah. Hey, nice to be back, Renee. Last time we had you on was in September, which was at the beginning of, well, not really the beginning. When we start seeing hurricanes. Hurricanes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so since then, we have survived the hurricane season. We have survive the winter season even though it's we not still have a couple of weeks left so still, yeah. i hate to count my chickens before they're hatched because i hear we do get some good winter storms occasionally towards the end of march so we never know and like we've had a couple of those rounds of nor'easters that keep hitting thankfully the upper portion of the united states on the east coast rather than us new england area poor people that yeah. wind that we had last oh weekend was crazy. Yep, and it's just a good reminder that even if it's just high winds, and we don't, we didn't have rain with it. We right. had rain before, but not during the high winds, and we didn't have that high a tide. So even with just the winds, we saw a lot of power outages. The fire department responded to a couple of wildfires that were sparked by down power lines. It's just a, a good reminder that even if We're not getting snow, we're not getting rain, just winds on their own can cause some inconvenience for people, especially if you don't have power. That's not fun. Absolutely. Well, speaking of wind. Yes. We are entering tornado season. Yes. So do you have any tips or things that you want people to be aware of as we enter into the spring? I have lots of tips and I also would like to plug the state's tornado drill, which will occur on March 20th at 9 45 a.m so people should be prepared to see the emergency alert system message go across their tv and hear it on their radios if for some reason that date doesn't work the state has rescheduled we actually have like a tornado or a winter storm or something the state will reschedule it for march 21st at 9 45 but people can register to participate so it's not just seeing the scroll across the screen if you have a business i know schools participates in the tornado drills right county employees can participate in tornado Mm -hmm. drills you can participate without registering but it's always nice for us when we have businesses from the county or individuals you can practice in your home if you happen to be at home during that time frame you can go and register at www vaemergency.gov forward slash tornado drill and then we get credit for all the participation that we get in the county because the state does track that very good so again that url www.vaemergency.gov forward slash tornado drill okay yes so what do you do for a tornado what do you do what do you do so you're supposed to beforehand just like the county does we make a plan we've figure out what our risk is so you go around your house you figure out what room is best we suggest an interior room you want to be away from windows and outside walls Mm -hmm. so an interior room with no windows preferably only one door so then the pressure doesn't cause both doors to open and then a little bit of safety lapse but you are inside a small space in the middle of your house could be a bathroom could be a closet someplace safe on the lowest level i know we do have homes in james city county that do have basements basements are preferable Mm -hmm. but if you're on a slab home or a crawl space going to the most interior room without windows in your home is where you should be at if you live in one of the trailer homes in the county Mm -hmm. you need to go to a safe 
space, not the trailer home, because that home they found is not good for wind, which is also why we like to evacuate people during hurricanes because of the high winds. Right. Going to a community center or some other sort of business or something during a tornado, watch or warning would be appropriate. And then if you happen to be caught outside when there's a watch or a warning, this is a new one. I've just saw this on FEMA's website. They're actually saying now it's okay to be in your car. If you have your seatbelt on, you can also put a blanket or pillow on top of you, but have your seatbelt on. Or they say you can drive away from the tornado towards a safe space. Okay. So that was new for me. I had never, I grew up in the Midwest. So I've always been told if you are outside, you lay in a ditch. Yep. Lowest, flat to the ground. Yep. That's what you do. Yep. And for me to see that on FEMA's website, that was a new thing. So you still have the option of laying in a ditch if you want. That's also still a good option. Right. Make sure there's no water in it and that it's not attached to some water source that'll all of a sudden, you know, flow a lot of water. Yes, yes, exactly. But the new one is you can be in your car with your seatbelt on, either driving away from the tornado or with a pillow or blanket over you in your car. Interesting. I know. That's what I thought. I just learned that. The other thing that I'd like to remind people of, even if you're driving away from the tornado, it's very important that you do not stop at an overpass or a bridge and park underneath because those are just their wind tunnels. And right. Just, and people think, oh, this is, you know, I have something above me. No, it's better to be lower to the ground in a ditch or in your car. Don't stop underneath of them. It looks safe, but it's really it's not. not. Okay. Yeah. So, and then I just like to go over what a tornado watch is and what a tornado warning is and okay. the difference. So the most simple way I could put this is a tornado watch. Tornadoes are possible. Okay. So we have the right weather conditions and they're possible. Okay. A warning. Someone has actually seen a tornado. Okay. You need to take cover tornadoes they can occur any time of day or throughout the year i mean we had some in january several years back but they normally occur in the spring slash summer early summer mm-hmm. and they normally occur from 3 to 9 p.m okay which is also interesting Good so just know. be a little bit more aware of that during those time frames we have had several tornadoes in the county over the last several years so since 1995 the county has had four tornadoes the highest one that we had was an F3 tornado that hit Kingsmill. So we have definitely had them in our community. Yes, we have. It's not that difficult to be prepared or to stay safe. Right, exactly. And you get notifications from either the emergency alert system mm-hmm. or you can sign up for our JCC alert. Okay. And you can get notifications that way too, which come to your phone. You can sign up for whatever works best for you. If you want it to go to your home phone, it'll ring your home phone first. If you want it to go to your cell phone as a text, it can do that. If you want it to go to a, your just your cell phone as a, as a phone call can do that. It can send you an email and you can rank them as which one you want to go first. Okay. You know? Also, it's really nice if you have children in school or maybe you have a loved one that lives in the upper part of the county, but mm-hmm. you live in the lower part of the county, you can put in a couple addresses. Okay. Because the way the alerts are sent out, they're sent out geographically. Okay. So if the National Weather Service says that a specific area of the county is under a tornado watcher warning, it'll go to those people that have that address listed in their JCC alert. Oh, okay. Wouldn't go to the whole entire county because if you're not in it, it's not going to send it to you. Right, right. So now will watches go through as well or is it just warnings? 
I've set up the system so that there are some things that mandatorily go through. A tornado warning is one of those mandatory things okay. that you can't sign up for. I automatically signed you up for it. Okay. But the watch, you can sign up for on your own. So it's important when people go through JCC alert and they sign up, don't just click the I want weather alerts button <laughs> up in, you know, the checkbox of I want weather alerts. It actually expands to a very, very, very long list of items that you can pick from. So, well, and of course I'm laughing because I remember the lightning. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever live down the lightning moment, <laughs> but it, it, it was a new system. <laughs> I don't think we all expected the uh, system to be quite so robust as it was. <laughs> um, and it was very poor timing on the lightning's part to do it at like midnight. Right, of so, course. And then I remember because we were getting several, there's lightning within two miles of your area. Right, because it yeah. would re-alert you. Yeah, yes. it was exciting. Yeah, but no worries. <laughs> I have take off, take it off the lightning altogether from the system. That's okay. not even an option for people to pick anymore. <laughs> Okay, good. No. <laughs> Solve that problem. I just, that was such yep. a good memory. Yeah. Again, I apologize for it. It was a new system and it was a little bit more robust than we thought. So. Uh, well, good. Yep. So what are a couple of the other examples of things you can sign up to get alerts for? You can sign up for flood watches, flood warnings, flood advisories. We had Which is a, good if you live in a low-lying area. Yep, exactly. We had one or two flood advisories go out. Last week, due to the nor'easter, mm -hmm. you can sign up for hurricane watches, warnings, severe storm watches, warnings, tornadoes, a whole bunch of different things. There's options for boaters in there. There's options for gardeners if you want a frost notification warning oh, okay. or watch. There's tons of different options in there. Like I said, it's a very robust system with lots of options for people to pick. So it really is meant to be customizable above and beyond the just checking the I want weather alerts. Gotcha. So, and where can people find this? At jccalert.org. Oh, well, that's easy. So jccalert.org. Yes. Very good. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Sarah, I know that when it's not hurricane season or winter weather season mm -hmm. or any of those other seasons, I know that you are still busy. You're not just sitting around waiting for the next storm to hit. Right. I'd probably drive myself nuts if I did that. <laughs> so what are you working on? I've been working on a lot of plans for the county. Okay. Two of the different plans that helped us get our storm ready certification yes. for the county. Congratulations, Thank by the you. way. Thank you. I'm super excited about that one. That's a huge one for me personally <laughs> to get that. We were certified by the National Weather Service as being prepared and being able to alert our residents and, you know, 911 also helped because they're the ones that get a lot of phone calls and messages and can pass stuff on to the National Weather Service. So it really was several departments that played a huge role in us getting the recognition of storm ready. Very excited about that. Two of the plans that I wrote in order to get that was a severe weather plan and mm -hmm. a severe temperature annex okay. for the county. So those are two. I've been working with the Department of Social Services to update their shelter plan. Okay. We have had several new items in sheltering or the way that we're going about doing sheltering now is going to be more of a whole community approach where you can, if the storm is not huge, because once it gets huge, we'd have to have multiple different buildings open. But, right. the, but the goal is if for some reason the county had to open a shelter, we can accommodate everybody in one shelter. Okay. That means people with special needs, if you need to be on oxygen, or some other medical needs, not 
not bad enough to go to a hospital. Right. But like if you took care of yourself at home normally and you had a caregiver Mm -hmm. that came with you, that we would be prepared to service or shelter those residents like we would any other resident. Okay. And then we also have started our community animal response team. Ah, very good. Yeah. We just started training for that. We just held our pet CPR and first aid class, which we also partnered with Williamsburg on. We're working now on doing our actual shelter setup type training of how do you put people through the registration with their pets? How do you put up the plastic tarping and set the crates up and all that sort of thing? So that's going to be coming. So if people are interested in joining CART, it's going to be a year-round program. So we're going to be continually offering some of these different classes and courses just because it's so new. I know everybody can't make it to the one class of each thing. Right. So we're going to be offering it throughout the year. If people are interested, they can contact our office. And the phone number is 564-2140. And just say you're interested in CART. And we'll put you on the mailing list. Okay. So So. 757-564-2140. Yes. Very good. CART, I imagine, came about because people don't want to leave their pets. Correct. And then they end up leaving themselves right. in danger. Danger. And then that's dangerous for our public safety personnel sure. that might have to go rescue them. We're trying to be more inclusive mm-hmm. and service everybody in the community. We hope, I personally hope I never have to open up a shelter, but I don't think that's going to happen in the amount of time (laughs) I plan on working in J-City County. But if we are going to open up a shelter, providing for everybody in the community. So that's why FEMA calls it a whole community initiative. Okay. Okay. And I assume that there will be plans because people have allergies. Right. And they, or they're scared of dogs or what have you. I assume that you've got all of that included in the plan. Yeah, we do. That's part of the sheltering plan that I've been working with DSS and other departments on. And also we've contracted out to have a consultant help us with a debris plan for the county. As we saw with the high winds or the nor'easter i kind of have a hard time calling it a nor'easter even though it was technically a nor'easter we got more winds right, than, than anything rain. else right. than rain you know right. and we didn't really get the high tides either so right. to me in my head it just doesn't click as a nor'easter so the high winds last weekend we did see a lot of limbs down trees down all of that would be considered debris and how does the county handle that mm-hmm. we have some good records from hurricane irene and hurricane isabel as into what kind of debris the county picked up mm-hmm. through their contractors that they hired. Our goal is to plan for how we are going to manage all of that debris in a future storm because we have grown as a mm-hmm. county and there are more homeowners associations and other places that weren't developed previously that still have all of these gorgeous, lovely, tall trees. Right. And unfortunately, the tall trees do fall yes. when we do get high winds. We need to have a plan for that and how we're going to handle that. Well, and how we're paying for that. I think that that is something that people don't necessarily understand, Mm -hmm. that when it is a significant event that causes a significant amount of Mm -hmm. debris, not only does someone need to come and pick up that debris, but then someone needs to process it and then take it someplace else. And all of that costs money. And in order to have any hope of any reimbursement, from FEMA or where have you, Mm -hmm. there has to be a plan. Right, yep, there's a plan. So if we do a debris plan and it is approved by FEMA, so this is 
one of the few plans that does get sent up to FEMA, our radiological plan right. for Surrey Nuclear Power Plant, that also goes up to FEMA for their review. But this would be the other plan that we would send up for their review and approval. And there's an additional incentive of an extra couple of percentages if you have an approved debris plan from FEMA. Not to mention just it's more organized. FEMA has now put in some incentives. If you get all of your debris done within the first 30 days, they'll pay for 85% of the cost of that. Wow. Whereas before it was 75%. So the normal reimbursement rate is 75% and then the state and local, well, we're very lucky in Virginia because some states just pass on the whole entire 25% to the local. Okay. But VDAM, the Virginia Department of Emergency Management, splits it with us. Okay. And it's based on a stress factor cost. But I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get into that because I, <laughs> I, I don't want everybody tuning out right about now. So <laughs> It's a lot of detail. It is. Yes. It's a lot of detail. But anyway, this plan will help us get reimbursement from FEMA hopefully faster Mm -hmm. because it'll all be in the proper format and we'll also hopefully get a couple of extra percentages of additional funds from them too. Very good. We're working on that. All right. Also working on a family assistance center plan. Okay. That is a plan, say, I hate to bring up, I always feel like I'm talking about bad news. (laughs) I keep- You are helping us prepare for the worst. That's true. With the unfortunate school shooting that happened in Florida Mm -hmm. several weeks ago, or Virginia Tech, or the, as I mentioned before, I'm from Minnesota, so the the bridge collapse in Minnesota several years ago. They needed family assistance centers when these incidents occur to reunite family members. Also for family members to go to a specific site where most likely it'll be county and state, could also be regional assets, come Mm -hmm. there to assist those looking for loved ones, or they have some questions, they were one of the victims, and they need some help processing paperwork Mm -hmm. or even emotional or mental health counseling. So it's a place of support for those that have been through a large terrorist sort of event Mm -hmm. or the NTSB for airplanes, mm-hmm. that's kind of how it started, was they have family assistance centers. So okay. when an airplane crashes, they send out a team, and they provide all these services. Okay. It doesn't always have to be a terrorist attack, but we need to have a plan as into, well, what buildings are we going to open? Right. Where are we going to have these family assistance center plans? Obviously, we'll need help from outside agencies but we need to identify these places beforehand and already have diagrams set up of this section is going to be for this and this is going to be the briefing area and have registration over here. We have a plan going into it so we're not creating it on the fly. Right. That's one of our other plans that we're working on. So. That is amazing. You are having to think of every scenario and to yeah. come up with a plan for that. And we are very fortunate to have you, Sarah. Oh, well, thank you. I think I'm very fortunate to be here personally because everybody's just so nice in the county and very helpful. And like I said before, with the Storm Ready initiative and the recognition that we got for that, it really is 
I, I mean, I'm a department of three or, or four people. Right. So really, if I don't have the buy-in from the other departments, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not able to do that much. So it really relies back on other additional county staff from other departments. And if I don't have the buy-in or the input from the other county staff, I'm, I'm not able to accomplish as much. So it really is a team effort. Hopefully, none of these plans will ever have to be put to use. I hope for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Sarah, as you know, at the end of the podcast, I like to ask a few questions that have nothing to do with anything we've talked about so far. Okay. Are you ready? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Depends on what you ask. They're easy. They're uh-huh. easy. That's what you told me last time. Well, yeah, but okay. <laughs> but you survived. I did, just barely. <laughs> what is your definition of pizza? And what are the basic elements that pizza must have? Well, um, pizza must have a crust of some sort. Okay. And Can it be cauliflower? Sure, why not? Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Larson as as talked a... about cauliflower. Oh, okay. Yeah. As long as there's a crust to it. I don't care. Okay. Um, I personally am a red sauce sort of person, okay. but I know some people that really like Alfredo pizza. But okay. so, I mean, I guess I would say there has to be some sauce. Okay. And then some cheese of some sort. Okay. And then possibly some toppings if you're so inclined. Okay. Now, toppings. Mm-hmm. Pineapple. What's your say on that? Oh, of course. That's one of my favorite pizzas is a Hawaiian pizza. People feel very strongly both ways about pineapple on pizza. So, Well, I figure tomatoes are a fruit and that's what the sauce is made out of. (laughs) Their whole argument on whether or not you can have fruit on a pizza is kind of null and void. Wow. Sarah, you have come out strong on this one. You know, pizza is a very strong topic for me and I I like to think that I can hold my own. (laughs) Very good. All right. Thank you. Awesome. What is the funniest joke you know by heart? I don't really know any jokes by heart. <laughs> yeah, Renee. No? I'm really I'm really not I'm not funny. And honestly, I wish I could I wish I really wish I had at least something for you. Yeah. <laughs> but I've I've got I've got nothing. I used to have a joke that I tell, but I don't even remember what it is off the top of my head. Um, I guess I'm not funny. Well, no, you are funny. You are funny. But let me give you one that you can work with. I'm not going to tell my nacho cheese one because I said that one last week. Mm -hmm. But knock, knock. Knock, knock. Or who's there? (laughs) See, I told you I'm bad at jokes. I can't even follow along with the simple directions. Okay, let's try this again. Okay, I'm prepared this time. Paying attention, maybe. Knock, knock. Who's there? Impatient cow. Impatient cow. Oh, my God. That's good. Isn't that a good That's one? That's a good one. See, there That's you go. One. Now yeah. you have a joke. Yeah. Now you have a Thank joke. Thank you. <laughs> I can tell that to Caroline when I get back to there the office. Go. It's a good one. It, it is a good, good one. one. Yeah. Um, zombies are coming. Who okay. is on your zombie team? It can be anyone real or from movies. Oh it can They can be alive. They can be dead. Up to you. Okay. So there's two ways of really looking at this question. Okay. So even if... Um, let's say, so do you want to survive or do you just want to enjoy your time while you're here? Because eventually, <laughs> 10 to 1, you're either going to starve to death, most likely, okay. maybe. Or, I mean, The Walking Dead has not exactly been the best show of showing how, you know, everybody ends up dying on that right. eventually. I because, mean, so, because they don't have you as an emergency planner. You know, there I you do go. like to say that. Right. Um, actually, my friends have me on their zombie team, but that's beside <laughs> the point. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I probably should say it would be my friends. That would be the easy answer. So, but um, if I had to, so so like I was saying, you could go one of two ways. Do you want to survive? And if, if I did, then I'd obviously pick, you know, the emergency personnel within the county. So, you know, it would be Chief Reinheimer. Uh-huh. And uh, Chief Ash would also probably be a very good one. Okay, okay. <laughs> so um, that would probably be two of them. Now, if I didn't want to survive and I just wanted to hang out with some really cool people sure. and wait for the inevitable end, um, <laughs> and I could pick anybody from any time period. Right. Uh, lately, I've been watching a lot of like English history stuff, so oh. I'd probably pick like Elizabeth the First. Wow. Yeah, and like Lincoln and some other people. Now, do I think we'd survive a zombie apocalypse? Absolutely not. <laughs> but I'd have a darn good time and learn a lot in the process. <laughs> Very good. You, that, that's a very in-depth response. See, I can do in-depth response, but ask me for a funny joke off yeah, the top of my head, yeah. not going to happen. That's okay, but now you have one. I do, so that's true. Put that in your pocket. Yep. All right, well, Sarah, that's all I have for today. You did good. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> well, we will definitely have you back closer okay. to hurricane season for sure. Sounds good. And to help us get prepared for that. Wonderful. All right, thanks, Sarah. No problem. Thanks for having me, Ray. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for listening. Want to make sure you don't miss an episode? Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a new website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov forward slash podcast. And while there, you can leave comments. You can give us ideas for other shows. And you can also listen to all of our episodes. So be sure to check it out. And we will talk with you next week.